0: Okay, so my question for you today is, would you rather go back to age five with everything you know now, or know everything your future self will learn?
1: Oh, Oh, that's a really tricky question.
0: I know. I know, that's why I picked it.
1: So, know know everything that I know now at age Mm -hmm. five, or know everything about my future self? I think I would... Oh, so if I go back to age five, do I I still live a normal life from then? Well, yeah,
0: so this is the the argument I have is that you'd have to go through puberty again.
1: Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, but then you would know everything that you knew now, so you wouldn't be, like, shocked when weird stuff happens. Oh.
0: That's actually a very good point.
1: Um... I think, actually, do you know what? I think I would know everything about my future self because this is getting deep already, but I think that everything that I've gone through up until now was a lesson and that a lesson that I needed to learn and I wouldn't have those same experiences if I went back in time. And I'm grateful for everything that has happened up until now that's taught me lessons. Yeah,
0: I completely agree with that.
1: I think that's the answer that I'd go for, yeah. So I'd, I'd know everything that I know now but go back to age five. Cool.
0: That's what you'd be I would like a, Yeah, you'd be a smart, super smart child. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and maybe I could, like, get into Cambridge or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, early doors. Yeah. That's the thing. You get a whole another round of trying to perfect your,
1: mm. your
0: academic side as well.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I would definitely do that.
0: Oh, saying that, though, thinking about it, if you knew everything you knew now, what if you wanted to try out a different way of life? So, if you wanted to go into a different kind of area, you know um. what I mean? To so say you were like doing computer science now, but then actually you wanted to be, let's say, an actor or, you know, a dancer or something like that, or, you know, anything like that, like a complete flip, you wanted to see what it's like. That's. Oh, oh
1: that puts Could you a do little that? bit. Oh. Oh, this is too deep for me. I can't even. You... <laughs>
0: Well, it's going to get a lot are, deeper. <laughs> yeah,
1: there are pros and cons of both. And Definitely. would I want to re? Would I want to redo everything? And would I want that shot of going to Cambridge? I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. That's the answer, then, really, th-
1: isn't it? The the anxiety about the future. I would like. I feel like I would want to know what's going to happen in twenty years.
0: Yeah, just to see.
1: Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. I, I think I would have to do the future one.
0: Okay, so is that your final answer? That's
1: my final answer. I feel like on Who Wants, I'm on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Is that your? Final I was about answer? to say
0: you've now won a million pound.
1: Oh, yay! See, I knew this was in the <laughs> in the pipeline for future me. That's the result. You if you choose Boom. looking into the future, you get told that you're going to win a million pounds.
0: Oh, that would be yeah, but that would be lovely. Yeah, but then you've got the constant. I mean, I don't know really because you never know when it's going to happen. But then I suppose you yeah, do. Yeah, that's if you, true. Yeah, that's fine. Well, yeah. plan there ahead. We go. Plan
1: my spends. <laughs> there we go.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm still going to buy crap, though.
1: <laughs> oh, of course. There's no stopping me. No, there's no stopping me. <laughs>
0: uh, well, welcome to episode 15 of Quarantine Biscuits. Uh, today I'm joined by the brilliant... Sophie Barber.
1: <laughs> we going I jazz is. my name up a little bit there. There we go.
0: <laughs> you know what? People are getting more and more jazzy with it. So oh, really? like, they'll introduce <laughs> themselves, but like... It's me. And it's like, it's quite love funny it. because they, yeah, I love it. I think it's just funny. You can tell a lot <laughs>
1: about people on how they introduce themselves.
0: Exactly. <laughs> okay, and could you give me a brief intro about yourself, Sophie? Just to give us uh, an idea.
1: Oh, who am I? Um, <laughs> So, um, I'm Sophie. I'm 20 years old at the moment. I've known Dan. Oh, Dan, how long have I known you now? Maybe... Four a few years? years now, yeah. Um, four years too long, I say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so at the moment, um, I'm working. I'm working in communications and PR. Um, didn't go to uni, anything like that. So I've got a little bit of a different path to people. Um, uh, a lot of people my age. Um, but there we go, riding the wave of life. As you do.
0: Exactly. We all take our own journey. you <laughs> mm, doing very good. <laughs> well before we we get into the the main topic of the of this session um you could probably see from the title actually saying that but um yeah it's just a a very big topic so i just wanted to say now that obviously i'm trying to condense it down into about a half hourish sort of slot so you know if we don't cover something it's not because we don't care it's just because it slipped our mind this occasion and time limits you know time limit restraints and all that stuff so yeah. With that being said, mental health.
1: Mental health. What yes. a,
0: a big subject.
1: Broad topic and
0: very broad. Sensitive yeah.
1: for a lot of people as well. So I I suppose the the reason that mental health is so important to me and why I wanted to discuss it when you asked me to, to come on was I'm I've not been um quiet about the fact that I have suffered with mental health problems for a few years now Um, I'm very open and honest about it Um, I think that we as society have kind of um, evolved a lot over the past few years, I think if we went Mm, back five years ago mental health was still a very taboo topic Um, and and that was actually kind of when I started my mental health journey really Um, and I found it really difficult at the time to get help um but if i look at 5 years on now everything that's out there resources um but also just being able to chat to your friends i think people are a lot more willing now to have these difficult conversations um so it's it as you say it's a really really broad topic and there is so much to discuss um,
0: yeah
1: but I'm, if i kind of like give you a little bit of a bra- background for me so i i suffer with yeah, um anxiety so i've got generalised anxiety disorder and um, I also suffer with depression and um, so I kind of I never thought that I was depressed and that sounds like a really weird thing to say but for everyone that knows me I'm actually quite the extrovert um, and I'm like very talkative you can't shut me up a lot of the time um, <laughs> like to be involved um, but it's kind of I think it's the whole kind of behind closed doors thing um, yeah. and they do say actually the people that are are most vocal or the um, that appear to be the most confident are actually the ones that maybe have have those things um, hidden, um, and uh, I think that goes for. I mean, if we look at like Robin Williams, I mean, how incredible was he? But we know yes. now everything that he went through. Yeah, um, it's
0: a it's a scary one.
1: It is, and I, and I think it's really difficult to. Um, sometimes tell if people are struggling um but as I say so with with like my anxiety it it started about five years ago um didn't really know what anxiety was I don't think um I mean in school we definitely weren't taught about mental health um and uh, on hindsight I wish we were because I might have recognized the sign sooner yeah (laughs)
0: um
1: but one can hope that that I mean I don't know if it has has changed now if we if kids are taught about it in school I'm not sure but um so it was like for me this, the start of the journey was um I was just feeling sad all the time I didn't really it was it was it was a sudden thing um pretty much it was it was like all of a sudden I kind of lost interest in everything um it was a lot of times in the morning where I didn't want to get out of bed and um obviously my parents were, were probably a bit like oh well this is just this is just a teenage thing, you know, yeah. it's just a phase. Um, but it, it wasn't a phase. And it turned out that I probably had a few things like a little, a, like deep rooted issues that I'd never addressed, um, anything like that. So um, I ended up talking to a school counsellor at the time, actually. Um, and I mean, we didn't particularly get on, I think I went through maybe three counsellors at school. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it, I mean, it didn't, particularly help um I think it was helpful to have that kind of person to speak to um but it it wasn't the greatest so I went through the NHS but as we know the wait times for that are so long yeah um and that was uh it didn't didn't work for me either didn't find that particularly helpful when I finally got onto that um and then I went uh, for private counselling I was very fortunate that my school actually helped to fund that um which uh, is not the case for a lot of people um and so I'm uh, kind of eternally grateful for that because I had a really good few sessions of that, but um as we said you know it it got expensive um and they would only pay for so many sessions and and that's another barrier for people getting help is is the cost um because you know with it with the NHs as as much as we adore the NHS and are so grateful, they just don't have the capacity um to see everyone and so you can end up waiting for eight to twelve weeks, and but in twelve yeah, weeks' yeah. time, you've it's deteriorated. A long, long
0: time. <laughs> it's a long time to sort of dwell in, you know, that condition. Mm. If that makes sense, it's it's frustrating as well because obviously it's almost like you are actively seeking help, but mm. you can't get it. And yeah. It, you know, that then adds to the whole the issue. Really, it just makes it worse and blows it up even bigger to the point Absolutely. where it, you know it gets too much
1: yeah completely agree it is really really hard um and counseling counseling and therapy isn't for everybody as well I think I've I've worked out that that maybe isn't the best thing for me because I I I think I struggle with being because they ask you all these specific questions whereas I'm I mean you probably tell already I can't shut up so I (laughs) I talk and talk and talk (laughs) um and I'm quite happy just to talk about things but I don't like the directed questions of how are you feeling today? How does that yeah. make you feel?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: like, well I just wanna I just wanna chat. <laughs> I just want someone <laughs> to talk to. Um but what actually worked for me in the end, so the, the most recent thing that I've had um is cognitive behavioural therapy. Um and that has worked absolute wonders for me. And again that doesn't work for everyone but I think what that did for me was it taught me how to uh well it, it does it, it teaches you how to behave and how to unlearn those kind of anxious feelings yeah. um and so what we kind of worked out was that when i have my kind of phases where i go into a slump um and you know it might happen it might happen every week or it might happen once a month i might have a really good period and then all of a sudden i'll be hit with this like oh i'm really not feeling up to it, i don't want to get out of bed today um all of that kind of stuff we've actually realized is that when i've not got things to look forward to that's when i have those slumps and yeah. that is kind of like the whole extroverted introvert thing so it's like i want to be out doing stuff and i want to be out seeing my friends but at the same time it's like oh sometimes i would rather just stay in bed all day and not get up um,
0: yeah definitely.
1: i'm not in the mood for socializing or whatever it is um but my kind of, it, it was a weird, it was like a, an action plan, or, or my um, kind of uh, a prescription, if you like, and it's a weird way to put it, was actually to have things planned. Um, and so it was my kind of homework every week for my CBT was to go away and plan something, go away and do something, and then come back next week and, and let him know how I felt, and was better off for going and doing something, and nine times out of ten I was. Um and don't get me wrong, we all need our downtime. Um,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: But I think for me, it's like if I'm doing something, I'm not thinking about the anxiety, and I'm not thinking about everything that could go wrong because my mind's preoccupied. <laughs> so, does yeah, that make sense?
0: <laughs> I know it's I know it's a silly question, but I mean, I'm going to be asking a lot of questions because I've had my experiences with it. But obviously, everyone is different, so it's mm. you know, it's good to get an insight. But in a sense, is that to you healing the problem or is it just almost pushing it to the side you know what i mean let's so like, say like yeah. you're you're doing things to sort of forget about it but it's still is it still there for you or you know mm. i i know it, obviously this is a question that's got many layers but i'm just wondering yeah. out of curiosity like is that something that you you see it as or do you see it as this is healing the the issue
1: so it's a really interesting question because i asked my therapist the exact same question because he said, obviously he was saying to me, you know, go away and do something, but I'm thinking, but does that, is that just me pushing it to the side, and trying to put it in that little pocket of my brain that's going to then just jump out at me later when I have got the damn time. Um, So that, yeah, it's a really interesting question and a really tricky one to answer, because um, in a sense, it is pushing it to the side, and trying to forget about it and not address it there and then. Um, But the other side to it is that long term it's it I think it's for me It's th- knowing that I've got something to look forward to um, and that it's not just you know I've got however many years ahead of me of like doing absolutely nothing and I know that that's not the case for everyone <laughs> but that's just how yeah. my mind works yeah and so I, th- I think a lot of my anxiety is around not having something like not having something to look forward to and my mind tricks me into thinking oh you're going to be miserable forever and you're um you're not going to have anything to look forward to you're never going to go and and have fun with your friends which is a lie it's a lie it's my yeah. brain telling me is my brain telling <laughs> me this stuff but trying to make me believe it but so I think I think that having something to distract me it is a it's a short-term solution but long term the actual kind of um that the lesson to learn is that if you're planning stuff, you've always got something to look forward to. So, again, it's different for absolutely everybody. Um, but in my case, I think it's it's just knowing that I've got something to look forward to and something to get out of bed yeah. for, if that makes sense.
0: Well, that's it, and um, I think that's what a lot of people need. It is that reason to get out of bed because, you know, like you say, the mind is, is a powerful thing, but also you know, it can be your greatest enemy. And it is... I think a case for a lot of people I mean I'm not you know I'm very I'm generalizing it almost but for a lot of people it can be that they don't have a reason to get out of bed they don't want to get yeah. out of bed because there is no reason for them to get out of bed um so it yeah it's like I say it works different for everyone and mm-hmm. obviously that works for you um which is good <laughs> which is you know it's good mm-hmm. you sort of found that that work but I mean what would you say like i know it's hard but have you got any advice for people that are still looking for effectively still looking for that reason to get out of it yeah is it a case of trial and error to see you know what they could do like mm. you know planning things in in your example could that work for more people or Is it just solely you do you think
1: i think it does it it does depend on on how your anxiety works and yeah. the reality is that my the way that my anxiety works is not going to be the same as, um, the person next to me who's anxi- who's got anxiety and uh, theirs isn't going to be the same as the person next to them and, so it's really difficult because actually, a lot of, um, people's anxiety is about very simply leaving the house that that presents a lot of challenges for a lot of people, um, doing a you know a very very simple thing um to to us is is just pop into the shop to get a a pint of milk. That actually could be what is keeping people in bed because they're so anxious about going out and mm. um, and it, yeah. it does work differently for everyone else. So it would be it would be unfair of me to say, plan stuff and you'll feel better because that's just re- realistically is just not and uh, it's yeah. just not how it works. But that's what works for me, and I think it is it is a trial and error um of of what works for you and what helps you kind of make that step to get out of bed in the morning. And of course that's that's not my anxiety is not only about the future and not having stuff to look forward to. Um, I get a lot of anxiety about, um, I mean, if I've got to stand up to a group of people, um, I get really anxious about that. I think everybody does to a certain extent. Um, I think if people didn't, I think it would be maybe a little bit weird to be able to stand up to a group of however many people and and talk. Um, But my my biggest anxiety actually is in in closed spaces, and that's what really... um, really kind of sets me going and um, is the, the root cause for a lot of my panic attacks as well. I started having panic attacks um, a few years ago now um, and the first panic attack I ever had was on the tube um, and I think I was, I can't remember where I was going but I was out with my dad and all of a sudden I just, I couldn't breathe and I, I was on the tube and I started crying and I couldn't catch my breath and I, I, I swear to God I thought I was going to die because and I, I had never had anything like this before um and I think it was like the the panic of not being able to get out of the train if I needed to and yeah. because we were so packed in I think it was rush hour as well oh, God, and neither. so yeah I mean it's everyone's worst nightmare like every day I've been in packed into those horrible tubes um but that like I don't know I I'd never had problems with like enclosed spaces or anything like that before but um ever since then I have so I think that was kind of almost like the trigger um and so I actually work in central London so when I started my job I was thinking oh my gosh how am I going to get through every day on the tube because of it was the the anxiety of being back in that place where I had that first panic attack and I think it again it kind of like ingrains itself into your mind doesn't it and you think it's going to happen every time yeah um but it's about managing it and it's about um trying to control your breathing i've learned a lot of really great breathing techniques um so one of my favorites is 474 so you breathe in for four through your nose you hold for seven and then breathe out for four through your mouth and just having those kind of um that just that time dedicated to just thinking about your breathing that's what really really helps me calm down and when i can i mean it, it took um, we're talking probably about five years now of, of practice of yeah these breathing techniques but now i can feel if i've got a panic attack coming on I've, I've managed to kind of train myself to stop it in its tracks early on um and so again that's that's a really good technique for people with anxieties breathing so yeah four seven four um and that's that's what i always do and that's what works for me but um uh, there are other kind of breathing Techniques out there. There's like five, six, seven. I mean, it's it's all different numbers. It's yeah, whatever works for you. I guess. (laughs) And but the key is just to hold your breath as long as you can, and then just exhale. Um, but yeah, that's that's another thing that works for me: breathing techniques. Another thing, Uh, mindfulness. Yeah, a bit of mindfulness.
0: Well, I was gonna say, you know, um, I well, you answered my question. I was gonna ask about, you know, what did it feel like for a panic attack? Because I don't think I've ever had one. Mm um so it's quite interesting to get an insight into what it could be and what it you know obviously it's different for other people but I think the general feeling of the pan uh, it sounds silly the panic but like your whole body sort of yeah. shuts down almost it's very weird but um now I, I was gonna say um you were talking about the 474 there mm. did you learn that yourself like as in your own research or did you get told that by you know like professional of some kind was it self-taught or if that, you know, if that's the case, whereabouts could you get that information for anyone that might be struggling at this point?
1: Yeah. So my, so my 474 was taught to me by, um, one of the many counselors I've seen, as I've mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, um, that was a a real turning point for me actually learning that breathing technique because it, I mean, it took a lot of practice. And when I say you have to practice, I was literally, I, I would kind of just sit in bed or whatever at night and and just practice that breathing routine to train my mind in in a sense to know that when I'm doing that breathing everything's okay um, and that everything will be okay so you almost kind of train your mind to um, instinctively do the 474 so as soon as you feel like there's a, a, a little bit of a threat or um, a panic so in my case if I'm stepping on a tube and there are a lot of people on there and I think oh gosh I'm getting a little bit hot and and panicky now my brain instinctively will know okay no it's fine let's just let's just do four seven four and and it will be okay. Um, so I did learn that from from one of my therapists but there are there is a wealth of um, information out there so one place that I would really recommend is mind. Um, the MIND website has got so much um, information and resources on their website. Um, and I think uh, they have got a lot of bits about breathing as well, because that's a really pivotal part of anxiety, is is breathing. And I know that sounds really silly because it's like, well, why should I think about breathing? Our body just does it. But actually, yeah. sometimes just to think about your breathing, it, it gives you something to focus on. And also, it reminds you that you're still alive. And <laughs> Yeah. I and again I know that sounds it sounds like a a funny way to think about it but another thing my therapist told me is that if you're having a panic attack, you you do you a lot of the time you think you might die because as you as you mentioned earlier body kind of goes into shutdown, and it goes into this kind of like fight or flight mode and it it doesn't know what to do because your body's in shock and it's it's kind of like, oh my gosh, what is going on? But actually breathing, if you can just try and focus on your breathing, you can sit there and think, right, okay, no, I'm breathing, I'm alive, I'm not going to die, Yeah, it's fine, I will get through it. Um, and that's the key thing to remember when, when you're having a panic attack as well. And I know it's so difficult in the moment, because in the moment all you're trying to focus on is staying alive because you think you might die. Um, But I, you kind of mentioned about what are the telltale signs of a panic attack and... It's actually a really good question because I think a lot of people have probably had panic attacks and not realised. Yeah. Um, definitely. They present themselves in all sorts of different ways. Um, but key things that that you can kind of recognise as a panic attack is struggling to breathe, so shortness of breath, um, and a fast, heavy breathing as well. Trying to catch your breath, Um you might come out um in a sweat. You might be very hot. Um, you might feel as though you, you can't see what's going on around you. Um, it's It feels like you've almost kind of blacked out, but you haven't, um, and uh, all all sorts of things like that. So just um, hotness, breathing, those are kind of like the signs. And I've heard um, quite a few kind of like anecdotal experiences of people having panic attacks where they thought they were having a heart attack. Wow. Um, it's just like similar. I mean, obviously, I've never had a heart attack, so I can't yeah. tell. Yeah, that's very <laughs> yeah, nothing therapy to, to, say, to oh, you yeah. might be having a heart attack. <laughs> but a lot of people have said that, that they thought they were having a heart attack because their heart was beating so fast out of their chest that they felt like it was just going to go. Um, and it's really, really scary. But you have to try and focus on your breathing, and you just have to think, like, you will get through this. You will survive. A panic attack cannot kill you. Yeah. Um, And one of my therapists put that in a very harsh way to me. She said, you're not going to die. And I felt like she was kind of attacking me, saying like, "Don't be so silly." But she wasn't. She was just saying to me like, "She's trying to drill it in my head." Like, it's a fact, "You will isn't it? not That's, die from what? this." That's the thing.
0: It's reminding you of the of the fact because at that point, all facts and you know previous experience and knowledge goes out of the window because mm. solely in that moment you're panicking. You know what I mean? You, yeah. There's that. There's nothing there that you can sort of cling onto. So the fact that you know she's putting it so. I think putting it so harshly is, is because it's yeah. a fact, isn't it? It's trying to remind you yeah. of the truth when your body is trying to tell you otherwise.
1: <laughs> and as harsh as it sounded at the time, it's stuck. Yeah. And so that's, like, that's what I kind of remember. Um, and, and I'm very lucky that I don't have them too often now, but I did actually have had one for the first time in months, um, right in the middle of lockdown. And lockdown was a really, really difficult time for a lot of people. Um, whether you've got uh, mental health issues or not, I think actually it was it was challenging for everyone in, in very different ways. But I had I had a panic attack in the middle of lockdown, and um, I was I was just sat. I was watching Netflix, and and it just happened, and I had I had no idea what the trigger was, anything like that. And mm. um, but it just happened, um, and because that was the first one that I'd had in such a long time, it really caught me off guard. Um, but again, going back to the breathing techniques was what really helped me. So I would, I would just say, if you, you know, if you are struggling with anxiety and or depression, um, try and uh, pick up some breathing techniques. There's um, videos on YouTube, all sorts of stuff like that. And um, a good thing to, to research is mindful breathing. Um, because again, that teaches you a lot about um, how to control your breathing and also specific techniques um, to calm you down um all sorts of stuff like that so yeah mindful breathing is a very very good thing to to investigate
0: well what i might do is i might get a lot of these from you and stick them in the description anyway just so yes they're there of course people can click them if they need them um absolutely because you know there are so many (laughs) i'll try i'll put Uh, in a few there's only so many i could fit but uh (laughs) yeah no there's sometimes
1: feel a bit overwhelming as well i think when you're looking for resources you're like oh my gosh where do i start
0: yeah no definitely (laughs) Well, you know, I I just want to talk about briefly as well. Um, obviously, earlier on, we said sometimes you don't see when people are suffering, do you? Mm-hmm. Well, I say sometimes. Pretty much all the time. You can't see it. A lot, yeah, a lot of the time. Naturally, everyone just sort of hides it. Um, and, you know, this goes on as well. You said about Robin Williams, but also recently, very recently, uh, Joe Lyons, the producer on Capital Breakfast. Yes. You know, it, Yeah it's crazy because how how you can come off to people and be perceived as mm. like you say the center of attention the funny one that you know any of that sort of stuff but then you know is that almost do you think a, a defensive barrier mm. so no one really can sort of get involved and i'm not saying that people yeah. are not necessarily looking for help but you know what i mean some people just want to continue and not be a bother and obviously that's quite a a scary thing isn't it you know suffering in silence it's it's a horrible thing um Mm -hmm. but sort of twisting into that in terms of like bring that back to yourself for you was there anything that you you think people should be paying attention to you know to Mm -hmm. sort of pick up on this because obviously like i say i'm going to keep saying it because everyone is different every case is unique to to whoever it is Um, but in your case was there anything that you know you might have wanted people to pick up on first Mm. that maybe they couldn't really quite see just to sort of give examples because then obviously you know this is all about raising awareness I think and obviously it's got a lot better don't get me wrong it's a lot better than it was you know 50 years ago or whatever but Mm. you know it's still not perfect and people are still learning and
1: absolutely in
0: that sense was there anything that people could sort of pick up on in your experience that maybe Mm. you know they can pay attention to in you know their friends or loved ones themselves
1: so I think exactly as you've said I think it is a defense mechanism because um I don't know about kind of other people and I don't know like About you as well, but if people ask me, "Are you okay?" and then they go, "Are you sure you're okay?" and I'll be like, "Yeah, are you sure you're okay?" I sometimes find that a little bit frustrating Mm. because I'm like, and not in a bad way because I know that you know people are asking because they care, but sometimes I find that like I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, "Oh, am I like ruining the mood of yeah wherever I am?" Like if I'm in a group of people and someone's going to me, "You're right, are you sure you're right?" I think, oh my gosh, is it is people thinking that I'm in a bad mood? Am I ruining the the mood of everybody else? And and that kind of like makes me spiral even more. Um, but on the counter side is that sometimes you know when I yeah when I'm feeling really low, if someone someone notices and says, "Are you okay?" Like it means a lot because if you um, say say you're you're out of the pub with your friends, and this has happened to me multiple times. I'm out of the pub. I'm having a really really nice time, and then all of a sudden, I will i will just like my mood will just switch mm-hmm. and i'll just think like i like i actually don't really want to be here anymore i kind of do want to go home or someone might have said something that has um triggered like a, a bad memory for me or something that um that i had uh you know one of these topics that i'd addressed back when i had um counseling and therapy and even just like slight comments can sometimes just trigger that memory for you yeah. and then you might be quiet for the rest of the evening, so that's like one. I think probably one of the main things that I would say is easiest to pick up on is if someone is like is out with you and they have it, they seem to be having a really nice time, and then something kind of happened and they they might just be a little bit quiet for the rest of the evening, or um even just like momentarily they might just go quiet. But usually they're very outgoing. Uh, I think that's like a, a telltale sign. um But other things as well is um, if you are. Asking someone if they want to meet up, uh, I I got a lot of guilt about this because I would there was a, there was a phase when I was probably at my worst a couple of years ago, and people would be asking me if I wanted to go out and do stuff, and I would say no all the time. I'd or I'd be like, oh, I've got you know I've got this to do, I've got that to do, um, and I was constantly making up excuses not to see people because I just was not in the right frame of mind, and I thought, well, if I go, I'm going to be in a mood all the time. Don't really want to be there. Um and so it's like making up excuses, probably for like actually a couple of months not to see people. Yeah. Um and so that's another thing to spot is like if you if and sometimes people just want their own space and that's fine. Um but maybe if it's like continual uh of them saying no, 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 maybe just check in with them and say, Hey, is it you know, is everything okay? Like I noticed you've been a little bit distant lately or you know, something like that. Um but I just think it's really important to check up on your friends all the time.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, and you know, don't don't wait for a sign that you need to check up on them as well. Just like every every couple of weeks, just just drop drop them a message and say, hey, like how is how is everything? Uh, how are you? Um, and especially right now as well, when I think there's a lot of anxiety among people because we got used to lockdown. Yeah. And it was really hard to get used to lockdown. But now all of a sudden it's like, oh, we can go back out to restaurants, we can go back out to pubs. And now there's all this anxiety of getting used to the new normal.
0: Yeah. Um, it's sto- it's still very weird. I'm not going to lie, you, you know, going oh, it's out bizarre. going out and stuff. I, yeah, no. It I don't know. It's very odd. Very odd. I get Sorry, I'm really off topic now. But <laughs> but like um I get really nervous. Now it used to be nervous that I wasn't, mm. but um, oh, what was it? Like, nervous that I was wearing a mask and nervous about you know like yeah. coughing and stuff. Now it's I'm nervous that people don't have masks. I'm I get quite yes. aggy about it, and you know it's not oh, very nice. But the other day I went into, oh, I'm really off topic. Sorry, <laughs> <But> I went <laughs> nice, to uh, Tesco's it. the other day. Um, myself and, and Megan, we went to Tesco's. And I think we counted like 30 odd people that are either not wearing Mm. a mask or not wearing it properly, like having their nose fully out. Below
1: the nose. And I just think to myself, that that person
0: definitely thinks that they're wearing that properly. Um, Yes. But yeah, and it's things like that. It just, I don't know. It's the whole world is for me is, is changed in that sense. So now I'm like. Mm. I get a bit on edge if people are not wearing masks, you know, in the shops and stuff. And I get yeah. aware of people touching things in the shops and I'm cleaning. And it is, a like you say, it's, it's a difficult time. But, um, yeah, go, going back it to it is you, so yeah. weird
1: having to adapt, like, because things are changing all the time. And I mean, I watched, um, last night I watched a documentary, it was BBC Panorama. And it was um, Stacey Dooley had gone into a, a maternity ward. Um, during COVID, and it was basically them explaining how the maternity warders had to adapt. Um, and I uh, remember one nurse in particular, she said, at the start, we thought that we would be preparing for life post-COVID, she said, but actually, we're preparing for life with COVID. And she said that that ward and hospitals, they will never be the same. No. Because, it uh, exactly, she said, it's it's never going to be post-COVID, it's, it it will be with COVID. Um, and thats that is... That's, uh, presents a lot of anxieties about about everything about um hospital visits it's like um you know if you uh, were having or you had problems or something like a health emergency before that you would straight away you might call 999 for it actually now people are second guessing and they don't want to go to the hospitals because of covid and they're worried about picking something up um and so they're not getting the help that they need yeah um, and it's like, it's really, it's a really scary time. It's really scary. <laughs> Sometimes you just sit back and you think, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening.
0: Yeah, it, it does feel like a bit of a fever dream. I'm not going to lie. There's moments where I wake up and I think, wow, like, yeah. this is, this is life currently. And it, that's, yeah. you know, it sounds so cheesy, but and it is. And this will be life. Yeah. Well, that's it. I think that's the other For thing. A long it's long time. <laughs> it's the weird, it's getting used to the fact that things will never be quite the same. You know, yeah. we've all been quite comfortable in our, our life. You know, ruining, uh, ruining the earth and all that stuff. But uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but it is a very weird thing because now it's all changed. And I, I yeah, I still can't um, comprehend yeah. things. I'll be honest. Um, so you know, in my defence, I'll just, I'll just make a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, love it, yeah. love it. So yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah digressed ever so slightly but going back um you know as i say it's a big topic very difficult i feel like we've covered quite Mm. a bit of you know your side of things i think it's quite good to get it out there um but i think more important like most important thing right now is do you have advice for a people that are suffering and B Mm. people that are maybe dealing with someone that's suffering because obviously that's a a very difficult thing altogether like trying to understand what that person's going through
1: absolutely it's like two completely different things that both as hard as each other Mm. in all honesty because i know that i've put my family and friends through some really hard times um because of how i've been but they've all been incredible um like being supportive but so so for the uh First first one then, um people that are suffering, talk to someone um because there are people that want to help you, um whether that be friends or family or whether you go um online or whether you go to the mind website, um anything like that, just speak to someone. Um and you've obviously got Samaritans, um that's they're a really really good one. If you are in a position where you are in a little bit of a crisis and you really desperately need to speak to someone, you know, NHS times can, can be really difficult on, uh, waiting. Um, but the Samaritans do, uh, a text service. Um, so I've, I've never used it myself, but I've got friends that have, and that have said that it was, uh, really, really helpful. So you can actually, um, text them or call them. So I think it's, it's 116 123. Um, and you can call them and uh, they've got trained, um, Samaritans that will that will speak to you there and then um, and probably can point you into the in the right direction of um, other people if they're they're not the right ones for you um, but that's number one piece of advice speak to people and also do a little bit of a trial trial and error of what works for you so obviously it took me a long time to work out that actually for me having stuff to look forward to was what lessened my anxiety because it, I had something to strive for and something to get out of bed in the morning for um and for people that are um dealing with somebody that, that is struggling um just be there for them that is the biggest and most important piece of advice that I can give is just reassure them that they're, that you're there for them and there to talk with them if they need you um and just oh, I'll do a third one <laughs> for everybody be kind be kind and that is um that is it because sometimes things that you might say to someone uh, even you know if you think that it was it was just a, a joke or an a, you know an off-the-cuff comment actually that can stick with people for years um i know people um that i work with that you know are in their their 40s or 50s and they actually still deal with um uh bullying as a child that that's still a, a bit of a, a trauma that, that they deal with because someone in the office makes a little bit of a joke and it hits a nerve you just have to be careful about what you say um but yes the final one for everyone is just to be kind
0: wow yeah i mean i think you summed up quite well there is there there we go <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, i know
1: i feel like well i feel like i've just had a therapy session
0: well i think it's it's good because again this subject it kinda needs to be spoken about more. Uh, uh, you know, as we've said.
1: Yeah. You could go on for hours, yeah. couldn't you?
0: And that's the difficult thing of, you know, me trying to condense it down into this. I mean I'd like to touch upon it again, you know, maybe with different experiences and stuff, but um is there mm-hmm. anything else you'd you'd like to say as like a, a a summary or a you know, like a final a final word, shall we say?
1: I just think that Um, it's important to remember that, you know, you won't be feeling the way you do forever. Um, I mean, there were, there were times when I was in a really, really, really difficult place and I didn't think I'd come out the other side of it. Um, but I'm in a very good place now. I'm happy to talk about my experiences, very open, very honest about it because it's like at the end of the day, uh, almost everyone, I, I would say every single person in this world will either be affected directly by mental health or by somebody that they they love um be affected by mental health so everyone will be affected by it in some way and i just think it's important that with the right help and the right resources you can get through it um and you know it's not uh it's not as taboo a topic as it it was as i said at the start like even five years yeah, ago um, definitely. things have changed so rapidly um and you know ev- everything will be okay um and so for anyone that needs to hear it right now that's your message you will be okay, and you will go across to the other side.
0: Well, wow. that's That's a big one, isn't it?
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> But the, There we go. The perfect. Well done. No, that, it's and thank you for talking about it with you know such an open sort of mentality. It's good. It's it's really helpful. I think more than anything.
1: So, if it can just help one person, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's all I aim to do.
0: transition transition Transition. music Music. wow Wow. top 10 (laughs) 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 I thought I'd sort of you know surprise it and break into it a bit more uh, a bit more aggressively I
1: love it
0: We'll see how that sounds on the edit. That's going to be so loud. (laughs) Top ten. (laughs) Yep. I'm going to start doing that need to do a little Christina
1: Aguilera riff.
0: Oh, God. Could you imagine? Top ten. We might have to record that now. Stick a bit of a (laughs) (laughs) theme music on it. Boom. Done. I wouldn't. (laughs) It's going to be no better than mine. Uh, So it's all good. Right. Yeah. So uh, top tens. So this week, we are going for movies or films. Yeah. I don't know which one it is really. But, your, what, which
1: word do you prefer, movies or films?
0: I don't really know. I can't. Movie sounds a bit more blockbustery, doesn't it? Film just sounds mm. like ah, uh, film. But I mean, I use both. So, you know, there's probably a film buff out there right now that's screaming. Yeah. in You know, in This rage. is the correct one. How dare you use this? This is not the correct term right now. Uh, yeah. The but big debate I of
1: August both. 2020. <laughs>
0: <laughs> movies
1: or films? <laughs>
0: oh god. <laughs> yes. So movies or films. I would like you to please pick your top ten. Well, I'll say go to movies, because that's what yeah. we kind of we've kind of gone along that line. So yeah, your top ten go to movies, when you're ready, you may begin.
1: Okay dokie. So I'm gonna start with My number one, which is my all-time favourite film. um, Chuck it on when I'm sad and need a laugh or chuck it on with friends. Like, it's just... You know when you're sat there thinking, oh, what movie should I put on? This is always the one. So it's 10 Things I Hate About You.
0: Oh, love it.
1: And I've gone with the theme, clearly, of 10. Nice, (laughs) Um, yeah. But I, I just love that film so much. It just... Whatever mood I'm in, I will just sit and crack up at it. Um, But... I, I love Heath Ledger in it. Um and the um the scene in the I don't even know what they're called, like the stands with seeing singing Frankie Valley. Oh, yeah. It is just the best. Um so yeah. He's that's a sort point. as well,
0: isn't he? Let's be honest. Oh, he
1: is. Oh I love a bit of Heath Ledger. He's
0: he's a dreamy looking guy. And this is the thing, uh, he's he's a superb actor and mm. you, you know, God rest his soul because it's such a shame that he's not in the world still producing his mm-hmm. work because he is just, yeah, an amazing, incredible amazing actor.
1: And links, actually links well then to the conversation we've just had. Definitely, mental yeah. Help. There
0: we go. Yeah, 100%.
1: <sighs> 100%. Unintentional, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the first one. And my second one then is Beauty and the Beast, a classic. Um, As
0: in the old animation?
1: Old animation. I mean, I love... Emma Watson in the new one, and I do love the new one, but it's it's got to be the classic um
0: yeah,
1: just you can't you can't go wrong with a bit of classic Disney um but do you know what i I rewatched it a couple of weeks ago actually, and I hadn't seen it for a while, and I was really underwhelmed when um the Beast turned back into the prince, and I thought I don't remember you being this unattractive
0: it's very vanilla <laughs> so vanilla, yeah, <laughs> I was
1: it was just isn't like, it like
0: oh what's the other there's another prince that's really just like
1: yeah average okay.
0: oh <laughs> was it Snow White's one?
1: Oh yeah no. Snow White or no Snow it... White's one Snow White's one is a bit of a looker but when oh, you no, compare him it? to like Tangled and oh like Aladdin Aladdin is I just I could be
0: oh, you know what I think it's Sleeping Beauty I think it's the prince in that yeah. like, thinking of. I can't remember one of them basically I thought oh
1: very subpar
0: like, I can actually try and compare myself to this person. <laughs> However, they are—they are very still, high up. But you know, yeah. it's more achievable than than say, Flynn Rider, which I think Megan oh. absolutely loves. So,
1: yeah, he is a bit of me. It's—it's <laughs> it's a bit—it's a bit wrong, though, isn't it, to be attracted to cartoon characters?
0: See, I'm glad you mentioned this, and I will go off topic ever so slightly. So. Megan thinks I'm a bit unstable, shall we say, because obviously I, I, what I've said on the podcast before, there are some cartoon characters that I think you do, right? Yeah. And for me, at the time, not so much now, because it's a bit weird, well, but yeah, at the time... Oh no, I'm so scared of what you say. No, Kim Possible, right? There was nothing, I don't know what it was, I think it was either because she was like a spy, she was fighting...
1: Mm. A I do a know. badass 100% yeah but
0: like at that time yeah that I mean everyone says um, oh, what's her name Jessica Rabbit don't they mm. from um, oh, I, I mean of, oh, oh, lost it but yeah overly sexualized. I think for me but then I think <laughs> I've seen it a lot that in you know other people saying that they not this <laughs> this sounds really weird now <laughs> but like not their sexual awakening but like
1: where is this going
0: <laughs> I don't know I really don't know, but it's like it's that sort of feeling of I don't know, does it awake something inside I don't know. I can't understand <coughs> it. I mean there are people that oh, watch dear. hentai. Let's get into that, shall we? No, don't oh, no, yeah, hentai. But you know what I mean. I, <clears> I, <throat> I basically the moral of this story is I don't judge you. Carry on.
1: <laughs> cool. I feel not judged and that makes me feel a lot better. But yeah, I was yeah, just judging it. now like, I sound a lot worse. Beauty and the beast, the prince is just like eh. But anyway 10 year old me was living for it so
0: um
1: number three mamma mia i just love it um can't get enough and i feel like lockdown has kind of invigorated me into watching mamma mia all over again because like with tiktok and all the mamma mia trends i'm just like oh my god i'm living in the mamma mia world um but we actually set up like an outdoor cinema so treated myself a little while ago to a projector and a projector screen so we set out um like, outdoor cinema Mamma Mia in the Garden a few weeks ago. Oh, it was just the best. Loved That's it. That's
0: amazing.
1: Um, and it's just such a feel-good movie. I like the second one, but not as much.
0: I was going to say, not... do you prefer the second one? I I but... felt
1: I feel like the first one, everything is a belter, and you can really sing at the top of your voice, but the second one, I just felt it was a bit, like... I don't know. I couldn't really go for it. I couldn't really. Well, I feel like they sing. just use the
0: same songs. I'll be honest. They threw in a couple yeah. of new ones. I mean, I say that though. And Dante and Dante, one of my oh, favorite songs. Yes. Um. Yeah. But yeah, no, I get what you mean. I think the real sort of classic cult following started, you know, Mamma Mia, mm. and then it was a bit of a cash grab, I think. But you know.
1: But share.
0: Um. You have to right. Have a
1: bit of a pre oh. <gasps> Oh, is so, this controversial? You don't like sharing
0: it, cause she, well, because well, she brings absolutely nothing to it except she sings Fernando <laughs> that <she's> Cher. really <laughs> weird. Fernando. That's yeah, that's spells, it, Fernando, <laughs> Fernando. That's all it is, and that's what really annoys me. She yeah. ruins that song.
1: I bet like, she was paid millions for it as well. <laughs> this is
0: what—that's the other thing. She's probably come in, right? Come in, a bit of a phone-in performance yeah five minutes worth she walks down some steps Fernando that's it (laughs) done I just think she that was pointless you could have got so many other people to do that role true it was again cash grab
1: but that's all it is I do love Cher so I can't fault her I mean realistically if they came to you and said oh can you do five minutes (laughs) then we'll pay you three million I'd, I'd, yeah.
0: yeah, do it. <laughs> I'd be all over that in an instant. i will be throwing out my friend. Yeah. Roll every now exactly. and again. But, uh, yeah, no. Exactly. I don't yeah, do know. Yeah, the first is
1: the best. first is the best. Yeah.
0: Um
1: we'll go, Next go. one. Grease. Love Grease. Again, another one. Just chuck on. Um, and apparently, I found this out recently, when I was younger, so I want to say when I was like about five or six, apparently I used to put Grease on every single Saturday, um, and that is the reason Weird. for my brother's utter hatred for, for Greece is because it used to be on every single weekend, um, and so he hates it now. But, um, I mean, I don't remember, I don't remember that, but that uh, was apparently why I did. But it's oh. deep-rooted in me, I just love it.
0: <laughs> Very quickly, I don't want to get too much into it, but what do you think of the, um, the theory, the conspiracy theory that actually, I think it's Sandy... Sandy's dead. Oh and yes. It's all a I've dream. seen dream. And then they go off in because why else do they go off in a car, in car. that flies? What that makes no sense. Yeah. The film's kind of grounded until that point, isn't it? Just like it is. It's like, fuck it, alright, let's go. We're flying.
1: Because there's no there's no insinuation at any other point in the film. I say insinuation, there's not there's nothing magical or Spiritual no. or unrealistic at any point in the film except for that. Exactly, it's an interesting theory.
0: And that's her her moment of going into the light.
1: Oh, I might have to read up more on this because I'm I've heard of it. Yeah, maybe no, I'm, definitely get into I'm it. Maybe be converted.
0: There's, well, it's a very weird one, but it makes sense. Mm,
1: it does make but sense. Yeah.
0: Okay. Groot. And she
1: does seem like the kind of girl that I mean. Actually, do you know what? I'm just going to say it. She's really annoying. <laughs>
0: Look, yeah like watching 100%. the film now
1: you're like oh my god shut up
0: that film right is actually very messed up when you think about it like yeah. doesn't one of them like see i don't i've seen it but you know and you're like i don't care for it so I'm, I'm i'm past it but like doesn't one of the characters have a baby or a, something or a miscarriage or or something
1: um
0: or oh you what? know what i'm thinking of am i thinking of dirty dancing probably
1: yeah dirty da- Oh my gosh, you are a mind reader. That's number five. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I did that on purpose as a segue, so you're welcome. Yeah, you must
1: have known. <laughs> yeah, number five, Dirty Dancing. Another Messed classic. Messed up film. <laughs> very, yeah, it's, um, it's very, very odd. And I've never actually looked into it, but I think about it now. I wonder what the age difference is between... It's massive. Is it? Yeah.
0: I'm pre- Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's she's. Wrong, isn't she's it? like the equivalent of 15 and he's like... Twenty eight or so. It, I don't know. Oh. There's a there is a big difference because that's the other thing I was going to say. Very messed up. So mm. very. It's a, an old man hitting on a young girl. Yeah. Dancing.
1: Oh. Oh,
0: and, and a baby issue, and that's the film. Um, yeah.
1: And it's like, it's almost like the um the owners of the resort like try to sell off. Oh, well no, actually, the attendees of the resort try to sell their daughters off to like the waiters. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> It's, like it's a, still like on your list, though, isn't it? Holiday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that's a, that's a really dark thing, isn't it? <laughs> oh my god, don't that's sh- a bit like it's almost like I Get Out, you know? Kind of when eyes. it's like they mm. have like a a big old convention to effectively. Have you seen Get Out?
1: I have, but i I think I watched it bits, maybe.
0: Well, I I don't want to spoil it, but obviously the whole point, you know, mm. they bring people in, don't come out again. It's that kind of yeah. vibe. Very weird. It
1: is a bit. Yeah, but there oh, you
0: maybe,
1: maybe that needs to go to the bottom
0: of the list. Well no, because the music is great, <laughs> isn't it? That's the that's it, the, the it argument that everyone is. has. No one puts Baby in the corner.
1: No, this is very true. She's got to um, stay in the middle of the list.
0: <laughs> wait, is her name actually Baby? I can't remember. It's, or is, she, is that nickname? That's
1: It's nickname, um, but I can't for the life of me remember what her actual name is.
0: It's Baby because she's so young.
1: <laughs> yeah oh god
0: <laughs> and now that adds another level of creepy to it doesn't it
1: <laughs> oh it does baby yeah
0: no thank you um
1: <laughs> francis that's her real name oh francis <laughs> francis don't know where baby came from no but there we go well
0: babies come from where the mummy and <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> the more you know it's educational this podcast i've said it time and time again
1: yeah very true. There we go. You've learnt something today, peeps. Woo. <laughs> um, next one. Nineteen Seventeen.
0: Very very oh, good film. I've still not seen it.
1: Oh my gosh, you have to see it. It's so good. Um, I've seen it. I think I've seen it three times now, which is unlike me for war films. Um, because they're not typically my cup of tea. Um, but it's the just the cinematography of that film is yeah. just incredible. Um. And it's got Dean Charles Chapman in it as well, Love of My Life, from Game of Thrones. Is, is Benedict
0: so, in that, Cumberbatch?
1: He is, yes, he is. He has a little, well, I won't spoil it, but he has. He does have a little role in it. Um in oh, so he physically
0: of... rolls over, or <laughs> well,
1: you have or does he have a granary roll?
0: <laughs> you know, what does he have? <laughs> Just eating yeah, the bread no roll spoilers. in the corner of the room. <laughs>
1: Yeah, right out actually on the battlegrounds. He's just there with his war buttons. <laughs> Other <laughs> brands like... are available.
0: <laughs> he loves a good war film, doesn't he? He's in he does. the Imitation game as well. I
1: haven't seen that. Um but yeah, he, he, he yeah, he's he's good in it. It's a very, very good film.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see it. I've heard a lot of you know, how they make it look like the one take. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, and I the... want to see
1: it director no, is it the director or the I think it's the director. It's actually based on the stories of his grandfather in the First World War. No way. Yeah. Oh so um right at the very end in the credits they kind of say thank you to whatever the granddad's name is and, and their um like is it battalion the right word? I don't know. Um but for sharing all of the stories. So yeah, the director's ba it's like he based it on so the the two main characters in it are based on his granddad, which I thought was really cool. Oh,
0: that's lovely.
1: Hmm Oh, very good very good i'll speed through the rest because i realize i'm talking and talking
0: that's all right no it's um, me as well to be honest i, I don't <laughs> shut up <Carry laughs> we've
1: got next is the holiday and i'm going to package it with love actually so that was i think is that seven and eight maybe um yeah i think that
0: so. good films. Cri- very good christmas
1: film. films but i i just love them so much top of the list every year around christmas time um but yeah, they're just great films and oh my gosh, Jude Law in the holiday. Whew. <laughs> love it. Um I would love to do a house swap one day in the hope Oh that's that a great yeah. Jude Law would knock at my door.
0: <laughs> Jude Law um, at the door.
1: <laughs> Jude Law at the door at four. Anyway. That's my attempt
0: to find <laughs> Nice. Uh, so you're oh, a rapper dude. now? <laughs>
1: Yeah, MC What well, You know, I can't believe you have
0: actually. Yeah, you you thought of that. <laughs>
1: he rolls off the. Tongue, MC does. to the B. If you don't know me, I'm M to the B. Come and watch it, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, little uh, uh, little rap <laughs> sesh for you there. Yeah, <laughs> um, Next, what to expect when you're expecting? A bit of a random one. Um... But it's very, very funny, and it's got Chase Crawford in it, got Cameron Diaz again, uh, J-Lo, I think Rebel Wilson's in that one as well. Um, I haven't seen that, actually. Very funny no. film. Very, very funny. Like, proper, kind of light-hearted one. An easy watch. Um, and then the, the last one, so I got I kind of got to nine and was like, I can't really think of a tenth, Um and so I chose this one because it has Harry Styles in it, and, you know,
0: uh-huh. and I have getting... an
1: undying love for Harry Styles. So I've just chucked it in there, Dunkirk.
0: Yeah, good um, film. Very good it film. It actually
1: is a very good film. Um, went to see it with my dad. Um, loved it. it. Yeah, I mean, I, I only went to see it because Harry Styles was in it, but I did enjoy <laughs> it. Um, but, and it's made it to the list. So.
0: Very good. It's purely one.
1: because of Harry, obviously.
0: Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it's yeah, very obvious, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well. There we go. It's top ten. There you go. Top ten films. Ooh. Tick. <laughs> <laughs> Transition. 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 Music. Music. Wow. wow. We are going to go into a segment that is fairly new still. Um, if you're listening to Charlotte's podcast, the Harry Potter one, you would have heard it there, but this is a slightly different twist on it. So, you are going to get the joy of three jingles today. I'm going to absolutely ruin all three of them. So, we'll start with the first. <laughs> are you ready?
1: Let's go.
0: True or false? <laughs>
1: Brilliant. That's the first one. I
0: <laughs> make my day. <laughs> there you go. Ah, it, they are terrible. and They don't get any better. So <laughs> I can't. I can't apologize enough. <laughs> right. So yeah, if you can't work out from that title, uh, it's true or false questions. So I'm going to list off a couple. Well, I'm going to say about ten true or false questions, and you are going to give me obviously the answer true or false. This week. However, I thought we'd go with a bit of a law theme, so we're going for weird laws around the world. Ooh. Okay.
1: Oh, I love a uh. love a weird law.
0: <laughs> you love a Jude law.
1: Oh, this is true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Cool. I'm gonna put some music here. Boom. Don't know what it is. <laughs> okay. First question, Um, Alabama, USA, it is against the law to throw confetti or spray Silly String. Ooh. True or
1: false? Um, I'm going to say true because Silly String is actually very annoying. Um, I also don't think it's biodegradable, so I feel like it would make sense to ban Silly String.
0: Well, it's good to go with your gut because it is true. Yes! Uh, it was reportedly enacted for public safety reasons, as they were concerned Ooh. that confetti would be inhaled and cause distress. So, oh. you know, forget the environment. It's us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Right. Weird
1: reasons, but I feel like it makes sense.
0: Uh, number two. I cannot pronounce this for the life of me. Tizin? I don't know. Poland. <laughs> uh, Winnie the Pooh is banned from all playground and child areas.
1: Surely not false surely
0: not oh, no it is wrong it is actually true <gasps> Winnie the Pooh was banned what? from playgrounds as he was deemed inappropriate um,
1: is it because he doesn't wear trousers
0: due to the fact that he that doesn't fine? wear pants and has non-gender specific genitalia mm. <laughs> there you go well, try saying that three times <laughs> yeah.
1: very, yeah, very weird.
0: weird ooh both said that at the same time <laughs> jinx Okay, uh, I think I've heard this one before. In the uh, UK, it is illegal to operate a cow while intoxicated.
1: Operate a cow? <laughs> you... What does that mean?
0: <laughs> um, I was going to say ride a cow, but that sounds even worse. And if does... anything, that's something you would do when you're intoxicated. Yeah, I, I imagine.
1: Does that mean milk cow?
0: Operate? I'm, yeah, I think so. Um, Uh
1: f- oh put. Oh, that sounds like a country law. It probably is true. Um, but I bet we've had two trues already. So, do I go for a <laughs> false? No, I'm going to go for a true. I'm going to go true. I think it's true.
0: Well, it's true.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: uh, Section twelve of the Licensing Act eighteen seventy two, which is still in effect, makes it an offence to be in charge of cattle while intoxicated.
1: Mm.
0: That's a Bizarre. That's a weird one.
1: But it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what? I mean, it does. There's a lot of cattle. You don't want them trampling everywhere.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, next one. Ohio, USA. It is illegal to get a fish drunk.
1: False, surely. Did that that mean... is correct. Yeah,
0: it's false. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> it's a very weird one. I was thinking,
1: I don't think that... You, could, you couldn't You could get a fish drunk, could you? Because unless you put them in a, a, in a tank tub of... Whiskey. of yeah.
0: And then surely that yeah. would probably kill it, alcohol poisoning. I
1: thought so. Mm. Mm,
0: there we go. Anyway, um, this next one, Italy. It is illegal to build sandcastles in Ereclea. I, I think I butchered that. So. Ooh. Ooh. Um,
1: Legal to build sandcastles. Let's go with true.
0: It is in fact mm. true. Ah uh, yes. It's a town near Venice and it's a two hundred and fifty euro fine. Uh, wow. it was implemented for building sandcastles on beaches. That's a very weird why. That's a lot of fun you can have on a beach. How dare they destroy that? <laughs> yeah.
1: What are you meant to do? Bury each other, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> Bizarre.
0: Very odd. Um UK again. All males over the age of 14 are to be trained in shooting a longbow? False. Well, I
1: don't even know
0: what a longbow is. It is false. Although, oh,
1: it is false. What's a longbow? Is that it's a like
0: longbow. It's like a bow, like a normal bow and arrow, but it's like, oh. it's incredibly large and long. It's a longbow. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, damn. I don't
0: think I could put, should yeah. He, should he use my common sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll show I'll, I'll send a photo. But yeah, it, yeah it's false. Yeah, you'll see it and you'll, you'll be like, oh yeah, that <laughs> is the long bow. Um Arizona USA. There is a possible twenty-five years in prison for cutting down a cactus. Oh
1: um true.
0: Correct, it is true.
1: Yeah. Oh, the suspense was killing me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I should have paused for longer. Um yeah, apparently it's because it takes an incredibly long time to grow and they have lifespan estimated to be a hundred and Fifty to two hundred years. So. Wow, really? Yeah, don't go cutting down those cacti.
1: Wow. There
0: you go. <laughs> the more you know.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm never going to go to Arizona now and cut a cut a cactus. No. I don't really want to. You'd end get in trouble. Up
0: for,
1: yeah, twenty five <laughs> years, do
0: Okay, this next one's a bit too real. Uh, I'll be oh, honest. Okay. And it hits home. Um, Japan. Oh, it is illegal to be clinically obese.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh, um, illegal to be clinically obese. Well, it sounds like Boris might do something similar to this. Um, uh, true.
0: Correct. Yeah. <laughs> In 2009, yeah. Japanese lawmakers set a maximum waistline limit of 85 centimetres for men and 90 centimetres wow. for women. Uh, I need to go to Japan
1: do you imagine like going to prison because
0: <laughs> <Wait. laughs> you yeah there's people are, oh yeah I, I murdered four men um, oh I robbed a bank well I ate this donut once uh, <laughs> and it kind of went a bit wrong oh
1: brilliant
0: <laughs> okay uh, California, USA it is illegal to wear cowboy boots unless you own at least two cows Boom false Wrong The law exists Ah. in Blythe, California
1: Oh my gosh Yeah So I could get arrested for wearing cowboy boots Just Yeah, pretty much
0: If you don't own two cows If you've got two cows, you don't have to worry So, you know potato. Is it at
1: least two cows, presumably? Yeah, at least Yeah. Yeah, Hmm.
0: You could have more, that's entirely up to you
1: (laughs) Get arrested if you've got three
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right, final one Back home for the UK again it is illegal to die in the House of Commons.
1: This is true. True.
0: It's wrong. Is it's it? An, yep. Another urban myth law that was debunked <gasps> by a spokesman for the House of Commons who said, we're not aware of such law.
1: Oh my God! I said that so... You I said, said that, that with so confidently. I was convinced. Well, Because I thought... I th- or, I thought that some guy had had a heart attack in the commons once, like years ago, like in the 1800s, and he got arrested for it.
0: Oh, no. I remember it, it was really going okay.
1: around though, wasn't it, for a while? Like, it was going around on the internet, like, yeah. about this law. So, I think it's just things, it. It,
0: like a myth wow. that's kind of, yeah, grown. So, there you go. Oh my
1: god. I can't <laughs> believe I said that so confidently. How embarrassing.
0: Well, it appears that you'd get arrested in some places but not in others. So Yeah. Well done.
1: Wow. I'm gonna wear cowboy boots while I go and cut down a cactus. Watch me.
0: You're a mad woman.
1: <laughs> Live life on the edge, what can I say?
0: <laughs> right, okay, we're gonna head into our next section. Um here comes the next jingle. You're not ready for this.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll prepare myself.
0: Did do, 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 do? What's on your radar? I love it. Notice <laughs> I put more on the your today.
1: Yeah.
0: It's so inconsistent, it's unreal.
1: Um, <laughs> but it's unique. It makes it unique. So.
0: My mum says I'm unique, but I think that's just an insult. <laughs> oh,
1: God. If your mum tells you something, it's definitely, like, to protect you.
0: <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> or to
1: make you feel better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Well, anyway, this is the part of the show where we get to hear about something you've listened to or watched or mm. or played or eaten or drunk. Anything that's on your radar that you think deserves to be on somebody else's. So, what have you got for us today?
1: So, on the theme of podcasts, um, so anyone that knows me knows I am I love podcasts, and that is why I'm so excited to be on this one, because I'm like, oh my gosh. Thank you, to you podcasts can come again. All the time. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so yes, absolutely obsessed with podcasts, and um, the one that I have been listening to recently, I think it launched, um, it's either end of July or start of August, so I'm losing track of time, but it's the Michelle Obama podcast. Oh,
0: uh, um, yeah.
1: Absolutely love her. Um, I've, I've read her book, I've watched the. Oh, and I suppose another thing on the radar is her documentary on Netflix, really, really good. Um, that's also called Becoming. Um, and <clears throat> she's got a little journal as well, which um, one of my lovely work friends um, gifted me. Um, but the podcast, she kind of talks all about um, relationships. So whether that be relationships with ourselves, relationships with um, family members, relationship with the world and society, it's it just incredible. I cannot kind of rave about it enough. As um, the most recent one, which I'm kind of halfway through, is the one with her brother. Um, and she touches on a lot of the stories that she discussed in her book. So when they were growing up and lived with their grandparents um, on the top floor of the, the grandparents' house and... Um, talking about all kind of like life lessons that they learnt when they were younger, and it's she's just the most incredible speaker with so many amazing stories. Um, and so I just love her podcast. And the first episode's got Barack Obama in it, so um, that's a, a really good listen as well. But yeah, that's that's what's on my radar. Love that Very podcast.
0: Nice. Very good. Uh, anything else? No. <laughs> okay (laughs) that's
1: that's all my life revolves around at the moment
0: (laughs) fair enough um yeah okay so i well my radar is musical based well not musical music based this week Mm. um and starting off with an artist that i think is highly underrated i don't i don't know how many people know i could just be making that up like you know you know I imagine probably a lot. Of Could be like know. a global phenomenon. Yeah, exactly and I would not have even realized. Um but no, there's this woman called uh, Maria Mina, or Mena. And oh, basically me. the album I think you should listen to is Growing Pains. Now, I will be honest, it's not like your upbeat kind of music. It's not like mm. <laughs> I mean it's it's happy in some senses, but also it's quite an emotional piece. Um Yeah. But I listened to it a lot when I was going through a rough time. Um, but there's all sorts of songs on there that are really, I just think, very, very powerful. Uh, she's been going around mm. for years as well, like years and years. Um, but yeah, it's Growing Pains. And the song, that I, well, I mean, there's loads on there that I think are great. But Bend Till I Break, uh, You Deserve Better. Um, there's all sorts on there. Check that out. I like album the sound out. of
1: that second one. I feel like that's a, a good preach song. I love songs that are all like There's yeah, I mean telling I, me that I deserve better. I'll read yes, them I to do. you
0: quickly now the song's There's <laughs> Good God, the baby leaving you, I don't want to see you with her. As you can tell it's quite emotional stuff. Ooh. But it's it's not how you think some of it twists it the other way around. Very basically her voice okay. is insane. Um I'll, I'll play a clip from but the music I tell now. You
1: I got through the hardest of times on my I made some mistakes I made of you But I learned that I am strong And just because it hurts Doesn't mean it isn't worth it And even if it stings mm, It's just a temporary thing I'm not saying that changing Won't cost you love, won't make you cry it will all make sense mm, when the growing pains
0: subside. There you go. You didn't hear that, <laughs> but everyone at home has. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I would definitely look at that album. It's a very good album. Very powerful, emotional stuff. And it's you know, it's always good to sort of broaden your horizon in terms of music as well, I think. So there oh, yeah, you go. Definitely. That's my radar. I have to give her a listen. Yes, definitely. Sounds
1: good. Sounds like right up my street, actually.
0: Here comes the next jingle. Ooh. Get yourself ready. I'm uh ready. here we go. <clears throat> What's your plug? See how aggressive that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's super aggressive and I don't I know love it. I yeah. As you can tell I spent I so all. long working on these. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like after every single one I've said I love it. <laughs> no, I do, I think they're great.
0: Well I'm I'm glad you enjoy it. I think I, I never know. I think people at home just think, what an absolute loser. <laughs> oh,
1: Maybe. I mean. Yeah, that's
0: okay. I mean, it's still not out of the question. It definitely is the case. But there we go. Oh, I think they're
1: brilliant. But yes, yeah,
0: so this is the part of the show where I get my guests to give me... Uh, well, I, I was going to say it again. It's really bad. This is the part of the show where I get my guests to plug themselves. Um Classic. <laughs> So, I get them to give me an example of their work they 're working on a charity or a business or an idea, anything like that that they think that people should be involved with or you know they want people to follow. Uh, this is their time to mention that to you. So, with that being said, what have you got
1: so I um have a, a it 's a plug in advance, I would say mm. um earlier on this year, I was meant to go and do a wing walk. Um, So it's where I'm strapped to a plane um, and the plane flies around and I'm just wailing on the front (laughs) saying, get me down. (laughs) Um, So I was meant to do that in July. um, And uh, unfortunately, due to COVID, that got cancelled. But that was a charity wing walk um, to raise money for the um, Royal Brompton and Harefield Hospitals charity. That's one that's very close to my heart, and um, my mum was very ill uh, a few years ago, and and still um, visits Harefield Hospital very regularly, and um, for checkups and things like that. So. Um, that's that's one that um that would is what i'd like to plug um is the fundraising page for that so it's actually kind of double plug because it's it's you have to go to my instagram to find the link
0: oh i see how um, it
1: is yeah oh, i no, know no, no. i thought i'd take advantage <laughs> <laughs> so my instagram is sophie e barber and the link to the just giving page is in my bio so it won't be happening now until july next year um unfortunately because it got pushed back um but any donations that you can give i would be a really grateful for um they do really really great work beating heart and lung disease um and obviously you can go to their website if you want to find out a little bit more about that but done lots of fundraising for them before so i wanted to do something big this time um Excellent. So that's my plug.
0: Well the way to look at that though it's been pushed back it also gives more time for people to donate so Very true. There you go.
1: Yes, this is true. <laughs> go on. Go on people, get on the link. <laughs> no, go
0: on. Go on, you know you want to. Go on, do it. <laughs> No. Oh, got 11 months. <laughs> 11 months. Go on. slack it. No, it'll be fun. no, 10 pounds uh... <laughs> a month if you want. <laughs> I no, I will put that all in the description below as well. So I'll get saved to give them oh, give them all you. to me and I can then stick it in there. But yes, perfect. That's a great great shout out, I think. Excellent. And uh, I think Amazing. With, with that being said, we have also come to the end of our time for today unfortunately. Oh. It's been lovely to catch up
1: been so nice to catch up and thank you so much for having me on because I was so excited when you said I was like yay now, thank you for
0: coming on no it, you know taking the time out um and also sort of bringing up so many personal things and making it so open I think is good and I think it's you know something to be very proud of and hopefully you know oh, wow. this will help at least one person that's in a situation yeah. they can't really see the the way out of it at this point in time but
1: Exactly that. If it's helped one person, then I'll be over the moon.
0: Yeah. And I, yeah. So I think, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for coming on and uh, talking about it. Thank so you for
1: having me. Openly.
0: No, perfect. Um, yeah, nothing more to say than uh, I'll probably put the outro. There's a there's a fly in my room. Oh. <laughs> okay. That was a well,
1: fly impression.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> nice. There you go. <laughs> Have well, it for free. On that note then I'll probably put the uh, the outro here. <laughs> I won't, but you know great. Ongoing <laughs> joke. Not funny. There we go. <laughs> oh damn. <dear. laughs>